Get the new Donkey Kong 64 bundle with the banana yellow game pack and the new Jungle Green N64 console. It's got a Jungle Green controller and comes with the N64 expansion pack. The Donkey Kong 64 bundle. It's more fun than a bunch of baboons with a bundle of bananas. World. We won't go in one direction or see where we can set. We will walk through walls. We will take a look around us. We will not be confined. We believe in the path of least limits. We won't be told how to view the world. We will experience true freedom. We will not compromise. We will live the game through our hands. We will be in control of something. We will change the system. Change the system. It's Ferret 64 with your host, Yemi the Ferret. Hello and welcome to another episode of uh, Ferret 64 with me, Yemi the Ferret here. And uh, this is the um, the big one, the E3 recap show. I'm going to also talk about Batman Arkham Knight and Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart uh, later in the show. Um, I'm going to stick to the E3 stuff right now, and then we'll move on to some other things, some kind of smaller things, but also, I think, important things as well. Um, but most of it's probably just going to be uh, talking about E3, because I already talked about the uh, Summer Games Fest thing. That was last episode. The opening was really the only different thing out of the entire E3 lineup. So, you know, as a whole, um, I really, I really did enjoy E3. I thought pretty much all the conferences at least had one thing that was interesting, you know? And, uh, I don't know, it's weird because a lot of people are saying, oh, it's the worst E3 yet, this E3 sucked. I don't know. I don't know where these people are coming from. Um, I just know that I enjoyed it. I think that, um, well, I'll, I'll rate all of them as I go along, but, um, you know, I think, like I said, I think each one had its own little, little flair to it, and I know I'm gonna be, uh, like... I know I'm not going over every single conference. Like, there was the PC game show and Devolver Digital and stuff like that. And even though I enjoyed the Devolver Digital show, it didn't really show anything, like, super new that I could be like, yes, this is new, you know, like... And then the PC gaming show was... It was a lot of, like, similar games being announced over, you know, over and over again. There was a lot of, like, RTS... And like it was, it was um, kind of a boring show. And then also the PC gaming show was also pretty cringe. Honestly, it kind of had that like E3 flair that you know, you know, it, you know, it's 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 that it's that conference that like thinks they're being funny, but they're actually just kind of being cringe. So the PC gaming show, I gave it like a three out of ten. Um, I watched it myself on my couch, and I was almost asleep. And it was just, yeah, it, it was it was just kind of cringy. Uh, if you watch it, you know what I mean. And then the Volver Digital one was, you know, it was funny. Uh, they had like all these kind of weird like things happening. They announced like a mobile game, but you're not sure if it's actually real. Uh, so all in all, I, I gave that one like a six out of ten. Um, but let's go into the ones that like I, you know, I'm gonna dive deeper into because. You know, yeah, they're they're the biggest uh, conferences at the at the show. Um, to start it off, the U- Ubisoft Forward uh, came out, and they announced that I think it was named Adrian Adrian Pierce. He's going to be in um, the Watchdogs game, Watchdog Legion. So that's a thing. 
Um, they also showed this, like, it, it was a really nicely done CG trailer for Rainbow Six Extraction. They kind of showed kind of what the game's going to be more so about. It, it, it looks like there's still going to be, like, the Rainbow Six Siege, like, breakable walls and stuff like that. Um, it looks like it's going to be like a four or three player Left 4 Dead type game where you're fighting like these monsters that shoot spikes out of their bodies and stuff like that. It's like a virus or something. This was the game that was originally going to be called Quarantine, but because of the quarantine, they thought it was in bad taste to call it Quarantine. <clears throat> but yeah, they they announced that it's going to be um, a co-op experience and you'll go up with up to... So it is a three player co-op experience. Um and it actually, your squad will be composed of Rainbow Six operators. So far, we know Ash, Mira, and Thermite. Um, yeah, any Rainbow Six Siege players out there can, you know, let me know who the, you know, if that's cool or not. Then they also announced that Rainbow Six Siege is going to be coming to Google Stadia, which scratch i mean i scratched my head at that <laughs> stadia is a dying platform and now in in this press release and in this video well in this video the guy's like and from from that date uh on june 30th players on pc stadia and amazon luna will be able to queue for matches together <laughs> okay <laughs> amazon luna okay what's amazon luna i don't know <laughs> uh rocksmith plus was announced um it's you know uh, you'll be able to do acoustic, electric, and bass guitars. Um, the trailer, you know, it, it looks like it's just going to be like a live service. So it's not like it's going to have like a campaign and stuff like that, like older ones uh, or a set list of songs. It seems like it's going to be more like the Guitar Hero Live thing where they had the Guitar Hero TV where you could kind of choose what songs by spending coins. Um, it's going to be available on the PC in summer and then also in, in the fall on consoles. You'll also be able to play with your phone. You won't need like any uh, hookups or anything like that. So that's for the acoustic people, um, and, which is interesting, you know, and they, they only showed one bass guitar in the entire trailer, which is kind of weird to me because that was like a huge add on for Rocksmith 22 or whatever it was, whatever that came out was like 20. 18 2017 i don't remember but yeah it's it this is not going to be like a physical game that you can hold in your hands it's going to be like a live service where you learn whatever song that you want to learn um and you know it has the varying levels of of difficulty it helps you learn the songs in in a basic you know kind of way and then uh, gradually as you get more confident you can learn the the harder stuff Usually it lets you choose between, like, lead guitar, rhythm guitar, and, you know, bass guitar, of course. But, um, yeah, it's going to be one of those things that I'll probably try out. You know, I, I really didn't... I did enjoy the uh, Rocksmith games. Um, uh, it's one of the reasons why I bought an electric guitar was because uh, of Rocksmith games. But um, it did it did re it does really help you learn guitar. It's not like it's just, like, something that's basic that, you know, you could plug a Guitar Hero controller and, and have the same uh, thing happen. No, this is, like, an actual learning tool for games or for, or for, i'm sorry for for you know it's a learning tool for people who want to you know play guitar and it's a good idea and i'm interested to see what this is all going to be about um but right now we just know that that, that is a subscription service and you get to play your favorite song so we'll go from there Riders Republic had a pretty lengthy showcase um and it actually looks pretty interesting you know obviously as you know it has biking and 
snowboarding and et cetera, et cetera. It's like a first person kind of adventure game at times. And then it's also like an all out, like everyone on a map, you know, playing and skating and stuff like that. And, uh, they had like, they had like these, um, this, this like Red Bull cup where you could, you know, it was in like third person view. So you could do the best tricks and then would put you back in the first person. It, it, I mean, look, it, it looks kind of interesting. I'm not gonna lie. I, th- I think that this is um, it's a it's a unique kind of game that you don't really get. Like some, you know, usually you'll get you'll get the snowboarding game, right? Or you'll get the skateboarding game. You know, and there was even back in the day the BMX games where it was just bicycles. And then Tony Hawk's American Skateland or Wasteland, whichever version you played, added bicycles in with the skateboard. So this one has it all together um, with the snowboards and everything like that. And like I said, it looks kind of interesting. Interesting. I think they kind of overdid it with like the the uh, the sounds because like when you're riding the bike, the person will be grunting and stuff, and then you'll hear like the wheels spinning when you're in the air, and it might be a little much. I don't know, but I'm interested to see that in in the near future. Um, I don't think they had a release date for it yet. Uh, right now, you can register to play the beta and pre-order the gold or ultimate editions. There you go. Just Dance 2022, just like. The flu, it's back again this year. Um, it's going to be on pretty much every single platform you can think of. This time, though, it's not on the Wii, but it is coming to Google Stadia. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work because Google Stadia doesn't have a motion controller or a camera that you can plug in. How is that going to work? I don't know. But it's coming to everything else: uh, Switch, PS5, PS4, Xbox, etc., etc. Um, there's, uh, there's some sort of collaboration with, um, Todrick Hall, so he's a, he's, he helped choreograph, um, some of the, some of the songs, um, I don't, I mean, I didn't really look into, like, the set list, I'll probably go over that at a later date when it's all just revealed at the same time, but if you're a fan of Just Dance, yes, it is coming back, and if you have a, if you have a Wii, uh, unfortunately, this one's skipping you. The sales must not have been that good. <laughs> um, they also said that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to keep getting support through 2022. Obviously, I feel like if they didn't, that would be a huge disservice to the fans. It's going to be a second year full of uh, more DLC content. And um, they revealed the first gameplay footage of the Siege of Paris expansion, which will, ta- which will have you as the Vikings conquering paris so sounds kind of interesting uh apparently ubisoft is making some tv shows uh there's one called mythic quest and then there's a i'm sorry one of them is a film called werewolves within so there you go uh werewolves within um it's a horror comedy which will come to theaters on june 25th and mythic quest this is season two it's an apple tv plus comedy uh, and, uh, yeah, season two will be, is actually streaming now, if you want to check that out. Far Cry 6, so, the funny thing about Far Cry 6 is, <laughs> Ubisoft had the weakest showing for Far Cry 6. It was still good, but it wasn't, like, as good as Xbox's trailer for it, or, you know, the other, like, Xbox's trailer for it was just so good, and then you go to the Ubisoft trailer, and it's like, yeah, it's fine, but the big thing that uh, that they showed off at the Ubisoft, you know, Ubisoft conference was that um, there's like a DLC that's going to be coming, uh, which will include Voss, 
Pagan Min and Joseph Seed. You'll be playing as them and their rise to being insane or in power or whatever like that. Um, so each one will it will be three separate DLC episodes, which will be included in the season pass, of course. And you'll play as the major antagonists as you delve inside their minds to uncover their backstories, encounter familiar faces, and find out what it's like to become the villain. So that is an interesting thing. Um, a lot of people speculate that Voss never really died during Far Cry 3, but they didn't really do anything with his character after that so it's kind of hard to believe that he would be coming back for like a full game so i think this is nice though to have a little little bit of Voss in there joseph seed i could you know take it or leave it same thing with pagan men take it or leave them um they're good villains but they're not going to be as good as the far cry 6 villain um so you can tell i'm a little bit hyped about that <laughs> Uh, also, they showed off that uh, Mario and Rabbids is getting a new game called Sparks of Hope. They're going to take to the stars. Mario du is dual-wielding laser pistols. Rosalina is emo, and also her stars, they're star Rabbids now. Um, Peach is back, and then there's a new character who they didn't give a name to yet, but it's a rabbit who has green and black flowing hair. And uh, Mario Rabbit is infatuated with her. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of people enjoyed Mario and Rabbids, the first outing that they had. A lot of people praised the DLC that came out with Donkey Kong. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to like this game, too. It looks like it's going to take away some of that, like, turn-based strategy where you're guiding your characters in a, in a path. And it looks like it's going to, the combat's going to be more so, a little bit more, um, like, open for you to, you know, do your moves, kind of. I don't know if it's still going to do, like, the what they did in the first one where you had like the energy but you know i i think that it's you know it's probably going to be a pretty good sequel and the the, the minor changes to gameplay is probably going to help some other people get into it so yeah you'll be traveling throughout the galaxy to save planets and rescue sparks and defeat cursa cursa and probably the biggest thing that they announced was avatar frontiers of pandora this is going to be a first person action adventure game which is being developed by Massive Entertainment, which is a Ubisoft studio, of course. Uh, it'll be releasing in 2022. Uh, the game, I mean, they didn't show, like, gameplay footage, but, I mean, it looks like, you know, uh, I've never seen Avatar, but, I mean, they, I mean, it looks pretty impressive visually if, if these are really the graphics that are going to be in the game. Lots of cool monster designs in there. Uh, I, the weird thing to me is that it's going to be first person. That's the weird thing to me. I feel like a game like this should be third person, especially if you can customize your avatar, you know. Um, but we'll obviously find out more about that as, you know, the 2022 approaches. And that was Ubisoft uh, Forward or whatever they call it. Um, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like, eh, you know, it's fine. In terms of, like, announcements, there really wasn't anything that blew me away um the things that i'm interested in you know obviously i got some good information about this riders republic game and rock uh rocksmith plus was a was a nice thing to, to know um but everything else you know i could have kind of you know like uh, the far cry 6 one like i said not as good as the xbox trailer marion rabbit's that's not for me. I'm excited that people are getting another Mario and Rabbids game, but, you know. And then Avatar, it's just something that I'm not interested in, but maybe, I mean, I'll probably pick it up anyway, and I'll probably watch the movie before it comes out. But all in all, I think I'd give Ubisoft like a 6 out of 10 for their showcase. Not bad, 
but you know could have had a few more exciting things in there and then uh xbox and bethesda they kind of blew the doors off of e3 um people were saying that that uh, they won it already after like directly after it um and i i mean i'll reserve my comments for later but they had a really, 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 really good showcase. Um, they all all the games that they showed off were coming to the Xbox Game Pass, which is like insane. Um, this is one of the things that PlayStation has been kind of falling behind in is these exclusives that have you know a free release on day one on this Xbox Game Pass, and that's the one thing that I use on my computer. I get a bunch of their games for free. Like that's how I've been playing um, Backbone. I, I didn't have to pay for it because it has mixed reviews everywhere, and I'm like, I don't really want to pay the you know twenty to thirty dollars for it, and it's on Xbox Game Pass, so I just go okay, Xbox Game Pass. Anyway, um, yeah, they they showed off all these different games. Um, the biggest, well, I, I wouldn't say the biggest, but the longest presentation they had was for Horizon for Forza Horizon Five. Uh, they showed that you're going to be going to Mexico. Um, they showed all these cool looking cars and I'm not a huge fan of like Forza games, but it was interesting and it looked great. Uh, it was all in-game footage. Obviously there was a little bit of cringe in there when people are communicating because apparently I didn't know this, but it's an open, like an open world kind of game. Not really open world, but you can drive around with your friends and stuff like that. And they had like these cringy things that they were saying. I'm like, you can just keep cut this stuff out. <laughs> but the cars looked really good. They they were showing off the new the Ford Bronco, and I'm like, yeah, I like the Ford Bronco. That's a cool looking car. But this is gonna arrive on Xbox Series X and Xbox One, Windows and PC Steam. Interestingly enough, it's coming to Steam as well. It's gonna be released on November 9th. Like I said, if you're a fan of car games, I mean, this one looks really good. You should definitely check out the the whole like overview that they did of it. It looks really good. It's got like a good soundtrack to it, um, and uh, yeah, it, it looks looks good. Uh, Halo Infinite. They showed like a little teaser for it. They, it, every, you know, people are getting excited, and then all of a sudden they kind of blue balled you by going into nothing. It faded to black. We got a little bit more of the story. Like uh, there's going to be a new AI assisting you, um, and that's about it. We just know that there's going to be a new AI helping you out. But the biggest thing was that the multiplayer, Halo Infinite's multiplayer, is going to be a separate entity from the main game. So the Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free to play, and you'll be paying for the campaign. Which is actually, I'm not going to lie, this actually is a good idea. The one thing that they need to deliver on, though, is making sure that the single-player campaign is worth $60. If they don't do that, then it's like, well, why even split them up in the first place, right? But this is actually really interesting that the multiplayer is going to be free to play. It looked good. They showed off a, a bunch of different multiplayer modes and stuff like that. Um, it'll be all across the Xbox consoles. The cloud and the PC will all join in on the Halo Infinite fight. And like I said, it looks good. Like th There's nothing that I have to say that I would say would look bad, you know? They brought back a, a lot of classic vehicles, like the Choppa. Uh, you know, the Warthog's back, of course. It looks like there's a bunch of classic weapons in there. Um, and uh, there's like this grapple gun that you can shoot and it like grabs the gun for you and pulls it towards you. It was pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, the grappling hook is the new thing right now. It's been around for a little while. 
And we actually got uh, something for Starfield, which I was not expecting. Um, but Starfield, they showed like the cinematic trailer, no gameplay or anything like that. They said it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, so that means PlayStation 5, you're out. And they revealed that it's coming 11 11 22, so that's, that's late next year. Um, hopefully we'll see some actual gameplay and stuff like that, but they said that it's going to be kind of like, you know, Skyrim or Fallout in space, which is a pretty cool concept. Now, I say this with peace and love, but Outer Worlds was Elder Scrolls and Fallout in, in space, and it worked great. It was a great game. I loved it to death. Starfield will will probably be a good quality game, don't get me wrong, but it I don't, I don't know if it's going to beat outer worlds but i digress i will wait and see on that but it's cool that we got something for it and now we have a, re- uh, a release date we can only hope that they stick to their guns and they release it on that release date if they need to push it back that's fine um but hopefully when it does come out it's not going to be as broken as some of the other bethesda games that we know and of course it was love <laughs> but i'm hoping now under the the xbox banner that the quality control is going to be a little bit higher than before. Uh, the last thing they revealed at the, the showcase, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, obviously, but I, I, the things I'm most interested in are the things that I'm talking about first. Redfall. Redfall. This is an Xbox exclusive. They showed it at the very end of the show. People were kind of like, oh, why would you show something brand new, a new IP? It's like, eh, it was still kind of hype, though. It looks like it's going to be like a Borderlands kind of kind of not like a ripoff, but it's inspired by Borderlands because there's four characters. They each have their own thing. The one person is like a sniper with like um all the like a crow or something like that. The one person has a robot dog with them. The other person has like psychic powers, you know. And then there's another guy who has like a tech tech tactical visor or whatever you want to call it. It's coming from the same team as Prey and Dishonored, so you know it's gonna be a you know a solid experience. At least that you can co you can you can co co op or solo with up to three friends, and you can take on a legion of vampires. That's the main enemy as the game is vampires. So the one guy has like the steak launcher, and I'm not talking like you know juicy cow steaks. I'm talking like wooden steaks. So I'm thinking that in in the way that you play this game, like. There's gonna like his his special ability must be like one shotting vampires with this with this gun that does that shoots stakes. That's the only thing I think of because everyone else has weapons, but he has like the stake gun. It's like well that seems like the best gun in the game, so it must be a power up that you have to power up. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Um, so yeah, you'll you'll choose your path across an island and through vampire masses as you discover what caused the plague, and you put an end to the threat. So it definitely seems like it's going to be like a Borderlands-inspired type experience. Um, I'm excited for that. There's no release date or anything like that. I think it's supposed to. It's slated to come out next year, and we'll probably find out more about it. There was no gameplay or anything like that, but like I said, still looked cool. You know, I'm not going to complain. One of the first things that they showed off was called Stalker Two. Um, and apparently there hasn't been an entry in the Stalker series since like 2007 or something like that. So obviously they've been either working on this for a long time or they, you know, started working on it in the last generation. I, I don't exactly know what Stalker is, but it's a first person shooter. Um, it's kind of like a horror type game. You go into the Chernobyl exclusion zone and there's like mutants and stuff like that. And, uh... There was, like, the system where, like, you, like, throw screws, and I'm guessing you're looking for, like, magnetic pockets or something like that. 
it, it looked really cool. Uh, don't get me wrong. And I would love to kind of delve into the series if the whole series is kind of as cool as this. Um, but they said that it's going to be coming day one with the Xbox Game Pass. And they also announced that it's going to be three months exclusive to the Xbox. So PlayStation 5 players won't get their hands on it until three months after the game comes out. Um, I don't remember when it's going to be coming, um, but it looks interesting and... Uh, the game they showed off little snippets of gameplay. It looks pretty, pretty crisp and clean. So that's something that you might want to look into. Also, uh, Age of Empires four. This was a this was a big announcement for me because I love the Age of Empires games. I played the third game to death when I was a kid, and I still play the first one every so often. Or is it the second one? Yeah, I think it's the second one I play every so often. They announced that Age of Empires four is coming to Xbox Game Pass on PC and Ultimate. And the Windows Store and Steam on October 28th. There's going to be two new civilizations at launch. The Abbasid Dynasty and the French. Uh, they also showed uh, showcased a 100 years war campaign with history icon Joan of Arc. The campaign will allow players to experience this long-fought conflict between England and France. Finally, the battle took to the water and with the first look at new and improved naval combat. And obviously, there's going to be much, much more added to the game. I'm really excited for this. Uh, hasn't been there hasn't been a new entry into the, into this series since I was a kid, so that tells you something um, about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really cool. If you want to play any of the Age of Empires games, I believe they're all free on the Xbox Game Pass on PC, so you can play any of them, and that's pretty cool. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to Xbox Series X and S on July 27th. It's going to be included with Xbox Game Pass. Uh, they announced that there is going to be a Top Gun Maverick expansion. So that's the sequel to Top Gun. You'll be able to play as um, uh, like a fighter jet or whatever it is. Um, and that's going to be coming along with the movie on November 19th. And then there will be more free world updates, themed DLCs, and true-to-life aircraft uh, as, the, as the game updates more, which is pretty cool. They, uh, same, you know, it's weird because Hades did this announcement at E3 for Xbox, which is like Xbox Physical Edition coming, it's coming to Xbox finally, and then they also did one for PS, you know, PlayStation, which was just like a YouTube video that PlayStation uploaded. So, it is cool that, you know, because Hades came to Switch first as a physical game, and now it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation together. Cool beans there. Um... Back for Blood, they showed off a, a little bit of gameplay for that. Uh, you know, hype as hype as ever. Among Us is coming to the Xbox as well, um, and they showed off that there's going to be up to 15 player multiplayer lobbies, along with new colors and new stuff like that. And there's also going to be a new game mode, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was called. I know Hide and Seek was announced at the uh, Summer Games Fest, but Anywho, Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, it's available today on the Xbox Game Pass on PC, Cloud, and Console. You can pretty much play through the entire Yakuza series on Xbox Game Pass now. Uh, they just they recently just re-uploaded all of the uh, Yakuza games. So if you're interested in playing those, um, you know they're all available for free on this on this on on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, not Judgment though. I think I think Judgment's going to take a little bit longer to get there, but. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of interesting. That's that's a lot of games because uh, there I think there's like, man, I think there's like seven or eight games in that series. I know some of them are remasters. I don't remember 
Yeah. I, I'm not a Yakuza specialist, so I defer to someone else. Uh, Psychonauts 2, they revealed a launch date for the game on August 25th, coming this year. And yes, it's going to be available day one on the Xbox Game Pass, which is pretty freaking sweet. Uh, they showed some of the cool environments that you're going to be going to, and it looks really good. I have really nothing more to add to what I've already said about it, but it's it's exciting. It looks, it looks like it's going to be just as good as the first game. The game Grounded is going to be getting a pretty sizable update with... Uh, new base building mechanics and weapon upgrades, along with a demon orb weaver spider, which is pretty spooky, and a new burgle mission, pets and more. This was actually pretty hype as well. Uh, Disney has collaborated with Sea of Thieves to bring Pirates of the Caribbean to the game. Uh, you'll be able to wear uh, the classic outfit, by uh that was worn by captain jack sparrow but there's also like this whole like sing like not single player but this whole campaign based around you know jack sparrow's adventures and you fight davy jones and it looks pretty freaking crazy this is it, it, i i never thought that disney would actually hop on to this game but it makes so much sense now that you think about it because it's like a it's a pirate open world pirate adventure but yeah, it's, it's, that's pretty cool. So you know, there will be, f um, it's going to be a new adventure that will span five narrative-driven tall tales, which sounds pretty cool to me. And probably the biggest thing for me to come out of this, because I've already talked about it earlier, but I love the Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds Two had a great reveal. It was a, it was like, what is this game? What is this game? What is this game? I recognized the announcer, but I, I didn't know what game it was until they had like this, this spinning like moon. And it revealed itself to be the, you know, the pretty much like the spokesperson of Outer Worlds. It was like so amazing. So I'm really excited for that. Obviously, the only thing they have right now is the name of the game, as they explained. Um, and it will be coming day one to Xbox Game Pass whenever that comes out. But like I said, that's pretty exciting to me. That's that's super exciting to me. Um, Elder Scrolls, who cares? Um... Fallout 76. Now, here's something that's interesting about Fallout 76. There's this new update coming out. They took away uh, Nuclear Winter, which was their Battle Royale mode. It's going to be free for a week. But then they revealed all the way at the end. It looks like it's gonna, it was going to be a new Fallout game. But then they revealed that it's actually a new area coming to Fallout 76. Because Fallout 76 is in, which is, it's along like the Appalachian Mountain Range, right? So they added the new Pittsburgh DLCs, or quest line it's called the pit uh so that'll be a whole new area for people to go to and explore which is actually quite crazy to me because throughout the since it was released fall 76 was like one big map and now they're adding this whole new area that you can go to pittsburgh pittsburgh is i mean i would i would i could see pittsburgh being its own fallout game just because you know you got like the bridges connecting to the island in the middle and the river and blah 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 there's like a bunch of mountain ranges alongside of it you know uh, you say what you want about pittsburgh but it's a good place for a fallout game and uh we'll see how that goes when they actually release this but um yeah it's going to be a new expedition it's called the pit based on pittsburgh why couldn't it be cleveland i don't know they also revealed that Doom's Doom Eternal's free next-gen update will arrive on June 29th. It's also going to be available on the PS5 as well. There'll be improved uh, improved visuals, performance, ray tracing, 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, and optional 120 frames per second mode if you so desire. 
There was a little teaser for a new game coming from Avalanche Studios called Contraband. I feel like it's going to be like a smuggling type game where you smuggle drugs and stuff like that. Um, they're saying that it's going to be set in 1970s, um, in the 1970s, in a fictional company uh, country called Bayan. So, um, yeah, there you go. Nothing much new there. Like I said, Far Cry 6 had a really good um, reveal. Well, not reveal, but you know, trailer at that at Xbox's game show. Uh, it it showed um, like this like meeting the villain, and it was really really well done. Um, I don't want to I don't want to give away too much about it, but you should definitely go watch it. The just look up Far Cry 6 Xbox showcase trailer. It was a great trailer. It had a lot of cool things in it, and they showed all the way at the end of the trailer that you'll be you can have a companion who is a rooster wearing like some sort of death metal collar with spikes on it. Pretty awesome, in my opinion. Speaking of other pretty awesome things, Battlefield 2042 had a crazy, spectacular, amazing trailer for it. I mean, damn, dude! <laughs> there will be 128 players on per map, and there's gonna, and, the, and the game's gonna launch with five huge maps on the Xbox One and PS4. It's gonna be locked to 64 players per map, but damn, is that cool? Plus, there'll be new game modes like. The one that has weather elements happening. And there was a grapple gun in the game <laughs> revealed. And one of the coolest things was the guy goes into an elevator and starts customizing his weapon on the fly. Like, that. that's so cool. I think that's just showcasing how, like, the game's going to go from, like, these big out, out, you know, outside, you know, battles. And then, like, in the buildings, things are going to get, like, way, way condensed. And so doing that stuff with your weapon to make it more reasonable to fight in, indoors... That's a pretty cool thing, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah, that it was a really great trailer. Really great trailer. Like, the hype was off the charts. Hype was off the charts. Um, can't any Nothing else I can actually say about that. Um, Plague Tale Requiem, this, which is a sequel to Plague Tale Innocence. That's going to be coming in 2022. Just had a really interesting CG trailer. There was, like, a wall of rats running to Biggie Cheese's... Um, concert um nothing else to say about that right now but they did reveal that it will be available game on xbox game pass day one um uh, party animals was revealed to be coming to xbox game pass as well on day one um it's kind of like gang beast except your animals and you're doing party things um they showed off a little bit of 12 minutes 12 minutes got it got literally like 12 seconds in the game um oh what else did they show um there was a really weird game called Atomic Heart. I don't I don't know what the heck it's going to be about. It was like a you should definitely look it up because the trailer was bonkers. You should look that up. Somerville, this is by the guy who split off from the people who did Inside and Limbo and he made his own game. So Somerville has like that same style as Inside, except it's an alien invasion uh which you're trying to hide from there's there's a whole family, there's a dog, if it, you know. Um, but that's going to be available Xbox uh, Xbox Game Pass Day One as well, which is pretty cool. Um, it looks it looks good, you know. Can't can't say anything about that. Slime Rancher Two was revealed to be coming out. Uh, that's going to be available on Xbox Game Pass. Along the the first game is actually available now. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I played a little bit of it. You know, I'm not a big fan of like those these those types of games where it's like. You know, you're farming or, you know, you're doing whatever. I, I, it's, it's, that's, just, that's just me. But yeah, that was that was the biggest uh, announcements from 
from this. There's some there were some smaller things as well or things that I wasn't interested in. But the lineup for Xbox Game Pass is looking pretty pretty good. Um you know, the Dungeon and Dragons game is coming day one, the Ascent, Hades, Twelve Minutes, Aragami Two, Sable, Scorn, Back for Blood, Among Us, Hello Neighbor Two, The Gunk, Psychonauts Two, Age of Empires Four, you know, Halo, Forza. I mean, they knocked it out of the park. And I have to give Xbox like a nine out of ten. There were some reveals in there that I wasn't too interested in and I was just like, uh, whatever, you know. But other than that, lots of cool reveals, and I would say that they definitely did a lot better than Ubisoft, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was great. It was great. As, as a PlayStation fan, I was like, yep, this is pretty cool. I've already followed the Twitter account for getting Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series S's or whatever. So, hate me later, but it looks like Xbox has a good you know, next two-year lineup that... It's not exclusive to the Xbox consoles, that's the thing. A lot of things are going to be coming to PC too, which is nice, which is why I didn't initially buy an Xbox, but there are some things on here that's like, Halo, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> oh, they also revealed that Halo Infinite was coming in holiday 2021, right? So, that's pretty cool too. Alright, let's move on to Square Enix. Uh, this was a show that I also watched live. Um, I was joined by Fellow for Xbox, and then uh, Callus and Fellow joined me for this one. The biggest reveal was the Guardians of the Galaxy game. It's actually a, a game. It's not just like a update to Avengers. Um, it's You're only going to be playing as Star-Lord, so it's not like Avengers where you can play as each character, or it's not, it's not going to be like a co-op game. It has some telltale elements in there, meaning that there's some choices that you can do. And the game is set to release in October on the 26th, which is actually quite soon. It's also been revealed that it's going to be coming to Nintendo Switch and PlayStation as well. Um, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, the combat seems very similar to, like, Avengers. Um, I don't know if there's going to be, like, a system like in Avengers where you pick up gear and equip it. I don't know. But it seems like they captured the essence of Guardians of the Galaxy pretty well. The character designs aren't bad either. They had to do them. They had to redo them a little bit because you know copyright or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a pretty cool experience. Um, not too much more information was revealed about like the, the plot or anything like that. But one of the big things that they showed off about it was that uh, you know you had the decision between to you know try and you know because you're trying to like. Uh, you know, get inside this, like, hideout or whatever, and the person likes to buy exotic animals or creatures or monsters, and so you can decide between between either putting Groot into a cage or Rocket Raccoon into a cage, and obviously there's other smaller things you can do there in, in the middle as well. So, yeah, it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm, you know, hoping for some more extended gameplay reveals, but they showed off a good amount of gameplay, and it looked pretty good, so I'm excited about that. And then they also showed off um, a cinematic trailer for the War for, War for Wakanda expansion, which looks pretty good. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the Avengers game. Uh, I still am not, like, a huge fan. I played more than I've played in the past in, before, but, you know, it, it looks fine. I'm just, I'm, it's not something that's going to make me jump back onto the game. Um, they also showed off this game called Stranger of Paradise. Final Fantasy Origin, the one thing that I took out from this is that chaos is back, guys. Chaos. That was that was the number one word used during this entire thing. It looked like JRPG schlock, 
And if you like JRPGs, I apologize, but this is not going to be a game for me, and I will not be picking this up. Even in the trailer, there was this huge moment where they all like, <laughs> like they were doing their anime noises. It was fucking annoying. And the fact that they kept saying chaos over and over and over and over and over again was even more annoying. It turned me off from the game even more than it already did. Um, Square Enix also showed off a trailer or a little CG thing for Babylon's Fall, which is a new game coming um, to PlayStation and Steam. There's no word on a release date yet. Uh, it seems to be a hack and slash game kind of in the same vein as Nier. Um, and this is a game that's been developed by Platinum Games. So I think there was a lot of negative feedback for this game. Um, I'm not sure exactly what this is all about. I just watched the trailer for it. Uh, Final Fantasy Originals are getting a remaster uh, or a pixel remaster. Um, so Final Fantasy 1 through 6 are going to be getting like this kind of like collection coming out, which is a, which is a good idea for people who want to get into the series again, I guess. Obviously, they they aren't going to release seven, you know that you know, even though it's not like a pixel version of the games like the other ones are. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a good idea for for people. Um, they showed off more of uh, Life is Strange True Colors, and they also revealed that the Life is Strange Remaster Collection is coming out as well later this year, and it's going to be it can be bundled in with Life is Strange um, True Colors. Uh, they didn't really show too much about it, other than the fact that people will glow a certain aura. And, you know, you can kind of manipulate that by conversation. Like I said during the stream, it's a $60 game. And most of these Life is Strange games or even Telltale games are not worth $60. So they really are going to have to blow me away by some sort of trailer or something like that for me to even pick up this. Oh, excuse me, to pick up this game. Um, the cool thing was at least uh, there was a cover of Radiohead's Creep playing in the background. Um... But yeah, she's uh, Alex Chen is the main character for True Color. She's an empath, and uh, this is the same team that did Before the Storm. So there will probably be some characters you'll recognize from there. Uh, Legend of Mana Remaster is has been confirmed to be coming in June twenty fourth. June twenty fourth. If you're interested in that, there was a whole slew of mobile games announced, including uh, Final Fantasy. There was like two Final Fantasy games. One was like a first-person shooter battle royale, which was like off the wall. There's some sort of near reincarnation, and then there's Hitman Sniper, The Shadows. Like it was all just a bunch of like bullshit mobile games that no one that no one should ever play. Uh, it was just it was just like it was like a whole block of these mobile games that I was like dumbfounded. I was like, what? <laughs> why why would they be showing all this it's like even if you're a fan of near or hitman or final fantasy like these games i don't like from what i know they don't embody the game that they're based on they're just they're just like these cheesy ripoff games that you know whatever you know whatever I, that's all i gotta say about that and that was pretty much all the big news from there i think there were some smaller things sprinkled in but you know, I, yeah, whatever. So anyway, uh, what would I give Square Enix? Um, they get a three. That's a, that's a three. And even though, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was huge and it was the chunk, a good chunk of it, it was not good enough to beat out all these other games that I don't really care about or didn't really, you know, know about. And these mobile, the mobile game block was the biggest negative for me as well. So there you go. Uh, limited run, uh, yes, no, wait. 
yes, Limited Run had a pretty nice little show. Um, they showed off all the games that are be coming into the near future uh, physically for the first time ever. So Axiom Verge 2 is getting a physical edition. Blood Rain Betrayal Fresh Bites. Contra Anniversary Collection. Double Dragon and Kino Kun Retro Brawler Bundle. Dusk. Um, going Under. Haven. One Step from Eden. Plumbers Don't Wear Ties, Republic Anniversary Edition, Retromania Wrestling, River City Girls Zero, and River City Girls 2, RWBY Grim Eclipse, Skatebird, Strife, Super Hot, The Takeover, um, and there's these collectors, or limited edition collector's editions, um, that there's, they revealed two that I gotta talk about this, these look pretty, pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. So, Zombies Ate My Neighbors is getting a PS4 release, and I think a Switch one as well. This is going to be available for $100. So, inside the premium collector's box with spinning hypno discs, okay, you'll be getting a retro box that's themed like a SNES case. There'll be a 3D steelbook. There'll be uh, a manual with 3D glasses and a 3D gallery. You'll get the official soundtrack... You'll get a blue water gun that looks like the gun from the game. Pretty fucking cool. There will be a reversible 18 by 24 posters. Well, uh, there looks like there's one, two, three, four of those. And then you'll get ten monster playing cards. That's pretty cool. Um, if if you're excited, you know, if you're interested in that, you know, I think pre-orders are available now. But it's available on their limitedrungames.com website. And then also, Zombies Ate My Neighbors got a pretty cool collection as well. Not as cool as the uh, Zombies... Wait. Zombies Ate My Neighbors... No, the first... I'm sorry. The first one was Zombies, Zombies Everywhere. Uh, uh, wait. I'm Maybe I'm confused. No, it is. It's this is Zombies Ate My Neighbors, and this is Zombies Ate. My oh, okay. So the one I talked about before is the collector's edition. This is called the Retro Collection Edition. Okay, so there's it's two different collections, same game. Okay, so Zombies Ate My Neighbors. It's getting the 3D glasses and manual, you know, 3D gallery, the original soundtrack, the and there will be an, an enamel pin. You're also going to get, you know, of course, the retro box, but inside is going to actually be a cartridge for it, which is, looks pretty cool. Reversible posters. There's only two reversible posters in this one. There's a commemorative metal coin, and there'll be some art cards. So if you're going to buy one of these, I would suggest buying the one with the water gun, because that's pretty freaking sweet. Um, all in all, Limited Run Games had a fine show. I wouldn't say that's anything like too crazy, but there are some physical games coming out that look pretty cool. Oh, I almost forgot. Oh my gosh. Hunt Down. Hunt Down is getting a collector's edition from Limited Run Games too. This looks pretty sweet as well. Um, it, you're going to get a collector's box with a with a collector's sleeve. There'll be an instruction manual, of course. A three-button a three um, button pin set. There are four embroidered gang patches. You will get a John Sawyer action figure. There'll be a 56-page art book and a soundtrack on cassette, along with an 18 by 24 reversible poster. Pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. Um, that's also a pretty good one. I don't, they, they didn't, they didn't say a price on it, but it's available now. And I'm guessing it's going to be about, probably about 90, 80 bucks. Anyway, they did good. I, 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 you know, there's some things in here that, you know, whatever. Uh, so I all in all, I'd probably give it like a five or a six. I think more of like a six because some of these collector editions that are revealed looks pretty cool. So there you go. And finally we get to Nintendo's direct. 
Um, there was a good amount of things revealed in this. Uh, the biggest thing, of course, was that Metroid Dread, a.k.a. Metroid 5, is coming to Switch. And it's a 2D Metroid game. They said that they're still working hard on Metroid Prime 4. Um, but this is a this is a, a you know like a sequel to you know Samus Returns or whatever. Um, it looks pretty cool. It's got like a horror element to it. You're gonna be running away from this droid or whatever called Emi Emmy. Um, and yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Uh, I, I've never really played a side-scrolling Metroid game. I played Metroidvanias, you know, but not a Metroid Metroid game. So this will probably be a game that I want to pick up. It is coming to the Switch only, so there's no DS version. And they also revealed that there will be a collector's edition for about $90. Now, I don't know if this is actually worth $90, but inside there's the physical game with a steelbook case, a holographic card set, and there's a 190-page art book. So the art book might be worth it, but I don't know if it's worth, you know, $90. And then they also showed off the Amiibo coming out. Um, so there's one that has Samus, and then there's one that's Emmy. Each figure does something different in the game. So if you scan Samus... Uh, it'll add 100 points to your health, and if you, send e if you scan Emmy, you'll get a missile plus tank on its first scan, and you can do, and it'll, it'll increase her m missile capacity by 10. You can only scan each one once per day. The figures are going to come out alongside the game on the 8th of October. Like I said, th that was probably the biggest reveal for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people, you know, were expecting Metroid Prime news, but they got a new Metroid 2D game, and people were still still pretty excited about that uh also they revealed a new warioware called get it together um it's gonna be bringing in like a bunch of mini games it's gonna it's in a little bit of a different style than the other warioware games that you might know and love i don't think it's gonna be better than the wii version of the game but it still looks pretty fun it's you know co-op action it's coming the 10th of september the 10th of september um, in a press release, it says Wario is back, but this time his friends are also playable. In WarioWare, get it together, play through a vast array of quick minigames or microgames as Wario and his friends. Each character has a distinct ability, changing the way you tackle each microgame. For the first time in the series, two players can also play microgames together and on the same screen by sharing two Joy-Con controllers or using wireless play in additional systems in the game. So... Yeah, like I said, it's a it's got a, a bit of a different like f flair to it. It's gonna be available for fifty dollars on the tenth of September. I'll probably be picking it up because I like the WarioWare series and I would love to see them make more games. Like I said, though, I mean the Wii version is just so good. Like it's just such a fun party game, but it still should be pretty good. Uh, they also showed off uh, some stuff for Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. They actually showed off footage of the game, and they're aiming for 2022 for a release on, for that game. A lot of people are excited about that. I was more interested in this, like, Game & Watch that they're making. Um, it has, like, what does it have, like, two different uh, Zelda games on there. You can also use it as a clock and stuff like that. There's also a completely new Game & Watch game that's on there. It's, like, a Zelda Game & Watch game. So, yeah, if you like Legend of Zelda, this one includes The Legend of Zelda on the NES, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening on Game Boy, and Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. It's all on this little Game & Watch console, which is pretty cool, not going to lie. Um, so that's a, that's going to be available um, on the 12th of November. Um, and then, you know, they, of course, showed off a little bit of Skyward Sword. Who really cares about that? Um, they also showed off... An Age of Calamity expansion pass kicking off this week. Okay, cool. Uh, one, actually, the first thing they showed off was a new character coming to Smash Bros. Of course, uh, people are really excited for this. Uh, a, for the first time ever, a Tekken character is joining the fight. Ka Kazuya, he's joining the battle. So, 
Um, obviously, they didn't show too much, but they did show um, like his basic moves and stuff like that. On the 28th of June, there will be a presentation by Sakurai himself for Kazuya. So there you go. Kind of cool. Um, Advance Wars 1 and 2 is getting a kind of like a reimagine or a remaster. Um, they're coming to the Switch. So it's going to be like a combo pack, 1 and 2. I'm pretty excited for this because Advance Wars was like a, a big thing during like my middle school years. Um, and the art style, like, you know, the art style is like, a, it's pretty cartoony. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it's it, it's not like, it's kind of like the chibi Zelda stuff, you know, it's kind of chibi, and uh, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, what is this, some kind of cheap mobile game, and it's like, you know, yeah, the visual style, it was not, like, amazing, but I'm just happy to get Advanced Wars back, and hopefully if the, if hopefully this means that they're working on another one, I mean, that'd be pretty cool, and it's coming from the same developers as Shantae, so take that with what you will, um, they... They said that there's going to be new characters and courses added to Mario Golf Super Rush for free after the game releases later this month. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Mario Party Superstars. It's gonna. It's kind of like a collection of like the greatest hits or whatever. So this spans from the N64 all the way to like the Wii and the Wii U and stuff like that. The best of the best parties and the boards will be included in this. Uh, it only is coming with five boards though, and um, they're promising over a hundred mini games. With uh, button-only controls, so you don't have to have, you know, 15 different Switch Joy-Cons to play with four people. Um, and they also said that online is going to be included uh, from the get-go, which is good. <laughs> so, um, I'm wondering if they're going to do uh, Superstars for each era. But if they were going to do that, then they would probably be like Mario Party Superstars N64 or Mario Party 64 Superstars. And then they would do, like, Mario Party GameCube Superstars. So, yeah, I was wrong. This one only has the N64-era stuff in it, which is, like, 1 through 4. So it's still a good amount of Mario Party shit. But that's going to come on the 29th of October. And like I said, you know, it's kind of weird that they're releasing this right after they announced that the online from the Super Mario Party was, you know, it's available now. So it's like, okay, so we're having a new Mario Party again. But... It's, you know, it looks, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be fine, you know? Um, I don't, I don't think there's going to be anything too egregious about this. Um, but it does kind of feel like a, a kind of like a, a cash grab almost simply because this could have been like a DLC or an add-on for the original Super Mario Party game that came to the Switch, but I digress. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania is coming to the Switch and other consoles as well. Uh, this was revealed right after they said a, a and the anniversary of a, a a classic series, and I was like, oh man, this has got to be Donkey Kong, and it was not Donkey Kong, it was Monkey Ball. So yeah, there'll be three hundred uh, recreated stages from the original three Super Monkey Ball games, uh, and that is go- is going to be coming on the fifth of October. And uh, there's a lot to talk about here. One of the so so this is one thing that I have to say negative about Nintendo. They started the show off with the Smash Brothers reveal, right? Which is fine. And then they were like, "And here's our slate of games." And they did their little finger snap. And the first game that they showed off was Life is Strange Remastered and True Colors are both coming to the Switch. And I was like, "Like, are you fucking kidding me? You start off your Nintendo Direct, the first game that you see." 
is life is strange that is so fucking stupid yes this opens up a whole new realm of people to play the games but <sighs> unbelievable that they start the presentation with that and directly after they showed guardians of the galaxy it's like flip those two around and you have a better presentation <sighs> unbelievable unbelievable uh, a game called Cruise and Blast is coming to Nintendo Switch, and I believe it's coming to other platforms as well. I'm pretty sure this is a successor to Cruise in USA, you know? Um, but it's coming with 29 tracks, including all five fan-favorite tracks from the arcade version of the game, as well as 23 upgraded ve- upgradable vehicles from licensed supercars to unicorns. The game will support up to four players on the same console or separate consoles via local play. It's going to release be released in fall of 2021. Uh, Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water is coming, is like the last major series from the Wii U to come to the Switch, and it's coming uh, actually to other platforms as well. I'm pretty sure it's coming to PlayStation and Xbox, which is pretty interesting. Um, I guess people are still waiting for Xenoblade Chronicles to make the jump, but this was like one of the last big games coming from the Wii U era, so that's kind of interesting. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is coming to the Switch. Uh, Doom Eternal DLC is coming to the Switch. Uh, Worms Battle Royale is coming to Switch and show a Strange Brigade, which was, uh, which was released on the same day, and, yeah, everything else was just kind of like, eh. So, all in all, Nintendo's Direct, I give, like, a 7, a 7 out of 10. It has, it, the ending of the Direct had a lot better things than the beginning of the Direct. The beginning of the Direct, I felt, I felt was pretty lame, and then, all of a sudden, it kind of shifted after, you know, once WarioWare and Mario Party were revealed, and I was like, okay, now this is getting a lot better, and Advanced Wars and all that started to come around, and people got all their Metroid and Zelda stuff in there, so, all in all, 7 out of 10, if they had started the show off better, I, I probably would have liked it a lot more, and then they also had two fake-outs in this, for me personally, the one was with, was with Monkey Ball, they had bananas and coins in the background, but I, I guess apparently the coins were just balls, I don't know, and they also said it was a 20th anniversary of a, of a series, and I'm like, well, it's Donkey Kong's anniversary. And then later on, they said, you know, some games coming, you know, some franchises are coming back to the Nintendo consoles, and I'm like, oh, this has to be Rare Replay on the Switch, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of franchises in there that are coming back, that would be coming back. But no, it was a bunch of Ubisoft games that they showed off, and I was like, okay, whatever, man. You know, it was just one of those things that's like, I was almost really excited, and then you dropped the ball on me, and... You know, what you're going to do. So that was the uh, E3 from my perspective. Uh, Xbox definitely blew it out of the park, and Nintendo was good. Square Enix was meh, and, you know, there was a few other things in there. Like, you know, like like I said, it wasn't a bad E3 at all. I, I By any stretch of the imagination, I don't think that E3 was bad at all this year. But for some reason, people are super negative, and they're saying that it was, the, like, the worst E3 they've ever seen. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's possible. You know, even though PlayStation wasn't there, it's like I still had a good time with all these other reveals. So a group of pissed fans, um, you know, obviously they're grudgingly going out into places and complaining. And Bethesda had to react to some of the complaints made by fans as someone drops something in the background. And uh, in an interview with GameSpot, they said, if you're a big fan of stuff we make and it is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you're unhappy or pissed or whatever. I get it. I get it. Those are all real feelings and frustrations. I don't know how to allay the fears and concerns of PS5 fans other than to say, well, 
yes, I'm a PS5 player as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it, but if you want to play Starfield, it's on PC and Xbox. Sorry, all I can really say is I apologize, because I'm certain that it's frustrating the folks, but there's no, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. Obviously, this was a, like, this was a given going forward, right? I know it wasn't, like, confirmed, confirmed, but it's like, once Xbox bought Bethesda, and they revealed that Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are still going to be exclusive to the PlayStation for like a year. And then they were silent about all the other series that could possibly be coming to the Xbox. You, you know, I, I saw this coming. I'm not pissed, per se. Like, I, I still have ways to play it. But I understand, like, if the PlayStation is your only console, you know, or the PS5 is your only console or something like that. I can understand, like, you know, wanting these games. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to buy a high-end computer to play Starfield, or am I going to buy an Xbox, you know, Series X or S to play Starfield? But what if it's not in my budget, you know? I, you know, it, it is tough. It is tough. And um, it's interesting because Xbox has been one of those places that's been like, oh, everyone can play our games. Anyone can play our games. PC, Xbox, whatever. You know, they've been putting their exclusives on the Switch. And they actually have some exclusives on PlayStation as well. But for these big games for Bethesda, it seems like they're going, it's Xbox or a high-end PC or bust. And I understand, you know, I understand the reasoning behind it. I understand it's a business. It's still, you know, it's still a little, you know, it's a little annoying that, uh, you know, I won't be able to play Starfield on my PS5. I'll have to play it on the computer or something else. Um, But... You know, it's not so big of a deal that I'm going to go out of my way and complain about it all over the place. I just, you know, it's a little annoying, but I understand, you know. There's people who have wanted to play Horizon Zero Dawn for years, but it's only on PlayStation, and they didn't feel like it in a PlayStation because they already had uh, Xbox or PC. Um, and you could say the same thing about Ratchet and Clank that just came out. I mean, that's a game that is exclusive to PS5, and it's not coming, you know, right now it's not coming to PS4 or any other places. So it's like, okay, if you want to play... Ratchet and Clank, you have to have a PS5, with which, you know, it's kind of tough right now because the stocks is, is pretty low on both PS5 consoles and Xbox consoles, you know? And even Switches, in that case. So, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, you can you can be angry about it, obviously, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, a, you know, I don't know what to say. Just, you know, just, you can keep your frustrations away from t- super negative things, you know, like, like, like some people are, but whatever, you know, I'm done with that. Uh, so big news, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming back to the PlayStation store on the 21st of June. PlayStation has put out a statement saying you should buy it either on PS5 or PS4 Pro. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's still kind of a clusterfuck, but it will be back on the 21st of June, which is right around the corner. Um, I mean, Cyberpunk's been off of the PlayStation since 2020, uh, December 2020, so, you know, it's, it's a long time coming, and I guess PlayStation has finally said it's in a good enough state, state to be on, you know, the, their console again. Anyway, uh, that's just, you know, that's just something there, uh to think about and then uh finally for the news this week i know i didn't do a lot of news but the biggest thing was of course e3 but madden 22 revealed uh that tom brady and patrick mahomes are going to be gracing the cover of madden 2020 it's the mvp edition uh both players obviously played lights out last year um especially tom brady like oh my gosh still slinging fastballs so they reveal that madden 22 is coming on the 20th of august 
they, they did like this little like official reveal trailer and they did a little bit of a deep dive. Um, so obviously they have all the, the buzzwords. They, it's an enhanced next gen game. Um, it's going to feature dynamic game day promises to transform the experience across all modes. They're quoted as saying, whether installing a weekly game plan and franchise or going head-to-head in Play Now games in Madden 22 will feel fresh and deeper level of strategy and storytelling in each matchup in each stadium. So what is there to expect? Dynamic Game Day in Madden 22 is a powerful three but is powered by three new features: Game Day Atmosphere, Game Day Momentum, and Next Gen Stats, Star Driven AI. Uh, pretty much it boils down to new crowd animations and systems as well as, uh, which will actually help boost the team's statistics when playing at home. None of the features will be available on the PS4. They will all be only on the PS5, which is bullshit. This is absolute horse cock in mouth. They are literally sucking on a horse's dick right now. The enhancements to the crowd are only going to be available on PS5? How does that fucking make any sense? It makes no sense whatsoever. The gameplay looks exactly like Madden 21. I've played it. I know what it feels like, and it looks exactly the same. The game has no. It doesn't have any visual improvements. Oh, they added in some some fans in the stands every so often. I'm like, fine, that's great. I, I love it. But you know, that's something that was all the way back in Madden 08, and it was probably even better. And the fact that they're like, oh, now you know, home field advantage will be a real thing. It's like bullshit. It's always been a real thing. We all know it. We all know it. I've played so many games where I'm the away team, and I'm I'm a I'm a power level of 90, and I'm going against someone who's 72, and their home field advantage allows them to boost off and win. It's bullshit. Everything right here that they're saying is bullshit, dude. Like how how is how how is the crowd feature not gonna be on the PS4? This is so stupid, dude. This is so stupid. All this shit, all this crap that they're spewing out, and it's and you can't even put it all into an older version of the game that makes no sense at all. Okay, so um, franchise mode is coming back. Uh, of course, it will make players feel more connected in control of their team with more detailed staff management and skill tree progression systems and com- comprehensive weekly game strategy with a revamped season engine that keeps things fresh every week. Franchise will also continue to see improvements throughout the year via multiple live service updates. There's a new user interface, and obviously we'll have to see how in-depth things actually go when the game releases. Like I said, this they're just they're just adding things in from Madden 08 that people were complaining about that they didn't have, which is good. I'm not complaining, but I'm like it took them s- fucking 20 some years to fucking put this shit in the game again. Like come on, man. Uh, Face of the Franchise is returning, and also The Yard is coming back as well with its own campaign mode. Both will have uh, cosmetic and vanity unlocks. Face of the Franchise returns with all new player story, player class system, and the option to play on the defensive side of the ball as a linebacker for the first time. What? Things that should have been in older versions of the game? What? Oh my gosh. If you are a member of EA Play, you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to play a trial of the game prior to the game's release, and people who pre-order the MVP or Dynasty edition will get three-day early access. The more expensive editions will uh, will be the ones eligible for dual entitlement, meaning that there will there will be no free upgrade from PS4 to PS5 unless you get 
the deluxe editions of the game so the standard release will not be a free upgrade that is also bullshit that is also complete horse cock in mouth you have less features on the older version of the game and guess what with those less features you also if you have the older version of the game you have to pay for the ps5 upgrade if you get the older version of this game i'm calling it older fuck off the ps4 version of this game if you get the ps4 version of this game you're getting less content you are getting less shit and you also are not getting a free upgrade to the ps5 this makes no sense this is this is ea's bullshit mvp play of the week this is bullshit and i am pissed off about this because this is this this is straight up this is straight up burglary what the fuck man I'm guessing both versions are going to be worth 60 fucking dollars. The only way that they'll redeem this is by making the PS4 or Xbox One version of this game. If they make it $40, then there you go. That's that's fine. Everything's sort of pseudo erased, right? But if they make both versions $60, what the fuck are they doing? Holy shit. No free upgrade from PS4 to PS5, even though the, you'll be spending probably the same amount of fucking money from the PS for the PS4 version of the game with less shit in it. And uh, this is stupid. This, this is dumb. This is the big dumb. This is this is Madden, the big dumb. That that's all I can say. This is Madden suck cock. I don't understand what they're doing here. Will I play this game? Probably when it's free on EA, EA Play, how many you know months from now, after the season of football is over. But seriously, like just reading this press release, this is just bullshit. This is just this is this is highway robbery right here for people who still own older consoles. Older consoles in quotation marks, okay? This is complete and utter horse shit. This is this is anti-player. This is anti-gamer, dude. This is this is oh man dude this is just making my blood boil it really is this this right here madden madden 22 even though they've have some positive things sprinkled in here they have to go about it and do something shitty like this get the standard edition of the game fuck you no free upgrade no free upgrade for you fuck you but if you get this edition that has that's worth a hundred dollars with all these little microtransaction bullshit things in there oh yeah here's the free upgrade bullshit give it to everyone don't 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 only put it on the special editions of the game make it a standard free ps4 to ps5 upgrade how many people are going to go out there and buy the dynasty edition or the mvp edition who don't have a ps5 or do have a ps5 even at that point this is so annoying why would they do this either make the ps4 version less expensive or give everyone the ability to upgrade for free that is what i'm saying right now if this is this is this this is insane i cannot believe what i'm reading right now I cannot believe this. No free upgrade for a standard edition of the game. That is bullshit to the core, and they know it. Fuck me. Okay. Let's move on to something a little bit more pleasant. Uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Uh, Really, really uh, good game. Um, I'm almost all the way through it. I was hoping to get it finished before recording this, but that, that of course, didn't happen because I got distracted with other things at the moment but 
still, it's a really, really good game. Um, if you like the Ratchet & Clank game from 2016, you're going to love this game. It has um, some really great new characters in there. Rivet and Kip. Uh, Kit, I mean. Two good new characters in there. The story beats are really good in the game. I, I, I mean, it really does use the PS5 to... To its to its advantages with the fast super fast loading and and all that and and like grabbing onto a rift and pulling it close to you it's just it's so satisfying. There's so many good guns in the game. Sure, there's some that I'm like yeah you know maybe I'll use it a few times but you know no. but there's there's a lot of good guns in this game. I mean that's one of the things I love about Ratchet and Clank games is the imagination that they that they put into these weapons and you know it's just right away. <laughs> really cool and then because you're going into a different universe you know there's different versions of the characters that you know and love and you know it's really cool to interact with these you know these different versions of these characters even though they're same character they're same name or well it's kind of the same name they they have completely different um you know completely different you know personality compared to the ratchet and clank games already so yeah i mean if you have a ps5 and you haven't gotten ratchet and clank rift apart you got to screw loose in your brain. I mean, it, it's great. It, it, it's a really fantastic experience. Um, the graphics are off the chart. Um, you know, the upgrade system. I mean, it's got all the all the spark of a Ratchet and Clank game. You know, except it's like brand spanking new. You know, I I mean, I just love the Ratchet and Clank series. I mean, I, I love. I just I don't I don't I don't know how to express how much I love it, but. It's always just such a nice experience. In this game, they introduce this new character, Rivet. She's great. She's a really great character. Um, and, you know, all the things that they do with this game are really cool. They have, like, these jet boots that you get at one point. Um, you know, there's there's this, like, new mechanic where you're, like, jumping from metallic surface to metallic surface. And, oh, I mean, the graphics, man. The the the, the atmosphere. Everything about it. Just, oh, it's so good. The alien designs. That's one another thing that... that you know these this this series does really well is the design of all these different aliens and creatures like oh my gosh there's some level design in here that just like is like so over the top too like there's this whole section where it's like a monster's chasing you and you're going from dimension to you know to the other dimension and you know it's a lot different in those two different dimensions and uh, the one dimension like really felt like it almost felt like soma at times if you know what i mean if you played soma it was actually it was just like so cool I, just, I love I love when like the 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 different rifts have like these completely different areas. So like in 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 one universe, this planet is like completely destroyed, right? There's nothing left of it. And then if you go back and forth between the universes, well, guess what? In the other universe, it's still whole, and you can like see what it was like before it was blown up. It was really cool. I can't lie. And the um the battle mode or the challenge mode or something like that, it's called. You have bronze, silver, and gold challenge tiers. They're fun to do. Um, I wouldn't say that they're that difficult at all compared to some of the other games, but you know they're still fun to do and they give you a lot of bolts. That's for sure. And then all the different new suits that you can get. Some of them help with you know defense against certain enemy types. Some of them boost your XP or your bolts gained or your rare titanium uh, obtained, which is what you use to upgrade weapons. And uh, they look really good. You can customize the colors and stuff like that. 
Um, in the end, you know, because I, I like the way that the facial animations are animated in the game. Like, they, they, they look really good. And even though during cutscenes they take off the helmet, I still, you know, I like to see them talking and stuff like that during the gameplay. So I would try to use a helmet that's not completely covering their face. But, of course, there's some that you just, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to a world with Dr. Nefarious you know, robots, you know, I, I'm going to use the one that helps to, def, def, you know, has defense against Dr. Nefarious robots. It's just a given, you know? So, um, yeah, all in all, really, really enjoying it. I'm almost done with it. I have like, I'm at, I'm at the end game right now. Um, which after the end game, of course you can go through and, you know, go through like the free roam and stuff like that and then do new game plus as well, if you want, um, which I probably will be doing. Um, the trophy list isn't too bad at all, uh, on, on, uh, in all honesty. Um, there's some things that, you know, are going to, you know, take a little bit of finding, but I've found most of the things that are like those random trophies. Like there's one where it's like, there's like two robots sunbathing near uh, in an area and you go, you go and find them and it gives you a trophy. And it's like, that's something that you probably would miss if you're just blasted through the game. But since I like exploring every inch of these game, these areas, I, you know, it's really cool. And, um, yeah, the, the, the open world areas are really nice. Like the area where you get the jet boots, like it's such a, like a vast and open area lots of things to do. A lot of little secrets hidden around. And yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy with it. I, I would have liked to see, to see some spaceship combat kind of like in Ratchet and Clank, the 2016 version of that game. Um, because that, that, that's one thing that I am kind of missing, you know, even though there is like a flying section, but it's not like, it's not like, I mean, it kind of is reminiscent of the star fighter stuff, but it's very short. And, you know, once, once you do the side mission that, that, or, or the main mission that pertains to that, you don't really use it after that. Um, but you know, all in all really, really enjoyable. And I'm, I'm, I'm just over, over the moon. I'm swooning over this game right now. Um, but yeah, uh. That is that is the newest game that I've been playing recently, and let's talk about an old game as well. Um, I pumped 38 hours into Batman: Arkham Knight on stream. We did the 120 percent. We did everything. We did all the DLCs 100 percent as well. And I gotta say, my my opinion has changed drastically from the first time that I played. I have not played this game since I think it came out in 2015. Uh, my my opinion has drastically changed since then. Um, I felt like maybe I was just maybe I was just like really I was just disappointed with it because well they they do misuse some characters. I'm gonna be honest with that. They still do misuse a few characters, but it wasn't as egregious as I remembered from back in the day. The Batmobile still is kind of annoying with how floaty it is and how um, unnecessarily difficult it is to control sometimes, especially in those areas where they want you to do like loop de loops around like sewers and stuff like that. But all in all, it wasn't like terrible. And I I do feel like the Arkham Knight should have been. I mean, if you haven't played it by now, I mean, who, what, what who am I kidding? At? <laughs> but the Arkham Knight definitely should have been a different character from the Batman universe. I feel like, but it's still you know it's still a good it's 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 good game. I would still rate it below like I I still think City is the best. I think Asylum is the second best, you know, for various reasons. And then Knight would snugly fit below there, and then Origins comes after that. I'm not saying that any of these games are terrible by any stretch of the imagination, just the worst one out of the whole quadrilogy, I guess you could say, is Origins. And there's a reason why Origins hasn't been, you know, put onto the PS4 or even the PS5 for that matter. Because once it one it is a different studio, right? But two, it's also like it's one of those games. It's like you can you can totally skip it and not miss anything, right? Because Origins is just like 
you know, it was, it was just a Batman game to tide you over between, you know, city and night, you know? And yeah, I, I mean, I like it, you know, it's fine. There's, there's some things in there that I, I would love to change about Arkham Origins, but it is nice that Arkham Knight embraces Origins. There's some, there's some Easter eggs in, in, in Arkham Knight f- from Origins, you know, and, you know, that, that, that is nice that they embrace the entire series as a whole. The Riddler stuff actually wasn't too annoying this time around. I actually had a relatively easy time finding them. There was a few that we got stuck on here and there, but it was fine. Um, the side missions, like I said, they were, there was a good amount of side missions. Some of them are kind of a little bit repetitive in the way that, like, you know, you, you get to the bomb, you defuse it, and then you fight a bunch of tanks, and then you move on, you know. There's also some that you, know, you, need, to, you need to wait for them to show up. Um, my favorite one was the Professor Pig, uh, you know, side missions. That was probably the best. It utilized the, you know, it utilizes Batman's detective work, and then also has a really cool ending fight to it as well. Um, yeah, and then the the DLC story missions were also a lot better than I remembered them too. I still don't really enjoy the Rajal Ghoul one, but the Killer Croc and Mad Hatter and Mister Freeze ones are good you know I, I enjoyed those um other than that i really don't have much else to say about it. i mean the graphics are still great uh they look re- it looks really crisp and clean the biggest negative i have for this game is one the game crashed a few times while i was playing it and i was like holy shit why is it crashing and then um another big thing was there was a lot of glitches in this game whether it be a guy stuck inside of a car or my cape just looking super weird at, at, during cutscenes or just you know story uh gameplay to like guys getting stuck in weird positions like there was a guy like stuck upside down or you know when a guy spawns on top of like a garbage can or something like that they become stuck on the garbage can you know, it's, it's things like that that still bring the experience down a little bit and really takes you out of it. But I will say the music is great. The the, the acting is awesome. You know, the voice acting is awesome. I actually liked Joker in the game. Originally, I thought that it was kind of like, oh, of course, you got to put Joker in, you know. But it actually really was a good story beat, and I really liked the ending of his story. But I will say that the first-person sections also are kind of annoying to me. Like, yeah, I understand they're doing, like, that layers of fear thing where you turn around and something changes, and it's like, ooh, so cool. But I, I just, you know, it's it does it's not needed for some of these sections where they force you into first-person. It, it, it really isn't needed sometimes. But, yeah, I, I would probably give it, um, like, a 7.5. If, if it wasn't for the glitches and if they had used some of the characters a little bit better, I, I would probably raise it up a lot more. Um, but for right now, a seven and a half is pretty good. I think I gave Arkham City a nine, Arkham Asylum a nine, and Origins like a six. So it kind of snugly fits in there, um, right by those things. It's, it's not a bad game. I just, there's some things that I would really have liked to see them improve or, you know, do something that with, um, that they didn't do something with. I feel like the most egregious misuse of character was Hush in this game. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? It's uh, what's done is done, and you know this just you know this gets me excited for Gotham Knights. Of course, um, I just you know I don't know how that game's gonna be with with what we've seen so far, but we have we have a good while to wait before that comes out. So we'll see. I still do have like this mini game that they made, um, Arkham Origins Blackgate. I have that on my list to play on stream. I don't even know what it is. I think it's just like this mini game that was originally built for phones or something like that. So we'll see when that comes around, but uh, yeah, so so all in all, not a bad game at all. I just, you know, 
I'm glad that I I'm glad that I went back to it and played it again. Um, and I'm glad that I had a really I had a good experience with it all in all. So, yeah, cool beans there. And that's all I got to talk about this week. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferris 64 podcast, uh, your video, your one stop shop for video game news and my opinions on video games. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitch, yummy the ferret, twitch.tv slash yummy the ferret. If you want to follow me on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, it's all yummy the ferret. Um, we're going to be streaming a new game once Monday comes around. I'm not sure what it is yet, but it looks like it might be Assassin's Creed Black Flag. So that's another big game. Um, I was hoping to maybe play like a smaller game this time around, but, you know, we'll jump into that. Uh, I don't think I'm going to do the 100% for that only because I've done it before and it wasn't really it wasn't really worth it in my opinion. But, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll enjoy it either way. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, I will hopefully I'll uh, hopefully you guys are having a good week or you know, will have a good week or having a good day you, you know choose one pick your pick your poison I'm Yumi the Ferret and I am out of here thank you so much for listening I'll see you guys next week bye bye.